Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, welcome back. Quarantine week 44, and our moon is at a waxing crescent, 8% waxed. And we have a special lead engineer for the evening. Pam Mac. The, the the late and uh and A D D and almost forgot about it. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, is it is Mercury in retrograde? No. I no. I That's I just excuse. think no 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 it's it's valid. Because there's so damn much going on that I think that, <laughs> witchfully speaking, we're overloaded with, I'm not going to say extraneous input, but I was just having a conversation um, with Elder Sovereign, who is part of the Elder Coven of House Laughingbrook, and Everyone is just, you know, antennas up, feelers are out there, whether you want them to be or not, and how to make sense of all of this chaos. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, we were talking about chaos and order and the importance of discomfort and listening to that. Um but it was a, no, it I'm was sorry I didn't, but it, it is important. I, I, I get that. <laughs> well, tell us. Because well, that's how you grow. I'm, yes. Sorry, go ahead. It is. No, no, no. And it's, we've had a lot of growth opportunities this fucking year. I'm just going to say that right now. Well, it's, it's. Let me let me throw this out here. You know, with with the you, you're talking about the moon being waxing very you know crescent. Um, so we just had the the new moon uh, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it's the new moon was was the in in Capricorn, and that is you know boom boom. Uh, learn how to deal with your shit if you want to grow. Yeah. 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 Like a four by four to yeah. consciousness, you know. <laughs> Subtlety, I don't know. I'm getting the the impression that a lot of witch folk are very much like me in that, you know, life lessons have to be overt, like a four by four hitting you right between the eyes <laughs> because – you know what I mean? I mean, would you agree with that? I I kind of agree with that, but I kind of also think that everybody else, the majority of other people don't, they don't care, so they don't advance. 
you know, and I hate mm. to sound elitist, but it, it, it doesn't seem to be, not everyone, but there's a, a group of the, the masses who are just fine being mm-hmm. the masses and they don't challenge themselves. And I think it's through our challenges that, you know, a lot of times we'd like to think that, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And, and then, you know, because we're alert to, because we should be alert to the universe. I I guess the best way I can put it is Mm -hmm. think of reading tarot for people. Yeah. The cards say don't do it. Oh, the cards say it's a good idea. No, the cards say you should not do this. It's a bad idea. Oh, so, but if I do that and then do this, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. Right. Right. It's like, Wow, are you even li- like Papa? Can you hear me? It's it's just this <laughs> density, this density that happens, and it's 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 just insane. The things that we will willfully tune into to the exclusion of more important environmental and atmospheric signals. We were talk and we were talking about this last week or the half episode before that. We were talking about woke folk and the phenomenon of red pill which is woke and paying attention and blue pill to, you know, reference the matrix of course, that which kind we would love to believe that we are the the woke folk. But I think that even if there is a willingness to pay attention to your magic and grow your magic, there needs to be a an admission that we're not going to catch everything. We're not going to see everything. And for example, um, I've been doing a lot of seership and scrying and receiving uh, input from the universe, but sometimes I'm dense as hell. It's like I'm listening for the universe and I don't hear the doorbell. I mean, that's me in a nutshell. You know, I can... Oh, and I think that part of it comes from, I think part of it in our culture, in in the American mm-hmm. culture that, you know, came from the 20th century into the mm-hmm. 21st century is it's okay. Everything's going to wrap up within 30, 30 minutes because that's how long an episode of a sitcom is. And right. no matter what, you know, there's like this, a this toxic positivity, yeah, um, and yeah. and this unwillingness to look at the 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 darkness, or mm-hmm. this feeling that um, this feeling there's this weird thing of of deserving or not deserving what happens to you, and you know mm-hmm. it goes back to shit happens. You know, if a bad thing happens to you, why is this happening to me? I'm such a good person. Um, right. 
I hope I'm making sense with this because you people are. just aren't listening. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I, I feel that if you're not paying attention to the stuff around you, and sometimes, you know, especially when you're scrying, oh, my God, my dreams. Mm-hmm. I had <laughs> I had one the other night, and it's starting to come come to – it's starting to make sense what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember having – I get these dreams that, that I can tell, okay, this is one that's going to come true. And I, I just wake up yeah. in the morning and I know it's going to come true, but yeah. it doesn't always make sense. In fact, it no, really not immediately. Sense. But you know, the conversation I was having with Elder Sovereign is viscerally, your body is paying attention, and it is assembling the input that you're getting from your environment and circumstantial. But it takes a while for the cognitive to catch up to what the primal knowing with the capital K is. Right. And I agree, agree with you a thousand percent about this idea of um, escaping or not escaping consequence. And there, you know, it was basically a rule of Lathenbrook spellcrafting when people would come into the shop we did not hijack the word karma because white people use it incorrectly. And so I would gently correct yes. people by... Oh, my God, yes! By, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say to them, I'm sorry, you misspelled consequent because when people act right. in the world, especially non-woke folks, um, who are just entitling themselves, talking to you white folks, um, to whatever's going on. It's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Let's talk about consequences. Yeah. This, is, this is not boo-hoo-hoo. Oh, my God, I'm being attacked. It's called accountability. And if it's uncomfortable then that indicates to me that you've never been held responsible for what's happening to you or the situations you have created. Or you've never been in a situation where you've had to give up control or you've had very little control. That's another thing, too, along the same same route. Absolutely. And it's, why is this happening? Oh, my God, I've lived such a... That's not how it works, man. Sometimes... Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, we have a younger coven in House Laughingbrook, and one of the younger covens said, I heard an owl hoot at dusk. What does it mean? And I said, it means it's trying to locate its mate. (laughs) And the rest of the younger coven was rolling because they were like, Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. But great for the enthusiasm interpreting signs that aren't meant for you. But there's also a whole chunk of red flags and green flags that people are not seeing because they're like, "Mm -mm, nope, that doesn't pertain to me. I am living my best life. 
And it's like, listen, Karen, snap out of it and pay attention to the fact that your behaviors and actions have consequences. Speaking of which. <laughs> I'm sorry. Us- when you said Karen, I was thinking of Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Knoxville. Nope. You know who I'm talking about? No. Oh, Say more words right now. Say it. Say them. Elizabeth of Knoxville, you're going to have to YouTube, you know, look it up if you can. It's And if you can find, like, the, the tweet that it first came from, great, because so many people have cut cut it up, and, and some people have actually been sympathetic towards her. But she's a young lady, and she's wearing, like, a, a, a scarf that's, like, piano keys. Uh, otherwise, she's just, like, T-shirts and a hoodie <gasps> yes, and all. Yes, yes. And, and she's crying because, because she was mazed. <laughs> because she was mazed because she only got a foot into the Capitol before they mazed her. <laughs> and they said, well, what were you doing? We were trying to take the Capitol. It's a revolution. It's like, yeah, that is exactly. white privilege. That is white privilege. Yeah. Yes. We were going to take What do you mean? I'm not entitled to go into this building. It's a big building, and I'm white. It's like, you know what? Never more than Isadora Duncan have I wanted to take your fucking scarf and tie it as tight as I can so your head pops off your shoulders (laughs) and there's a satisfying champagne cork-like, you know, explosion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's but that's the thing, you know. That's unfortunately a lot of us feel, and and I really don't like the mentality where we're boomers, like people my age, are sitting here saying, "Well, of course, you know, the younger people just want a participation trophy," and it's like, but mm-hmm. you guys are the ones that that set them up for that you know my generation and the people a little bit older is you know you got to make sure that everybody gets something a trophy and now you're gonna now you're going to you know that's what you did and now you're going Mm -hmm. to to condemn people because that's how you you condition them no right it actually comes (laughs) okay so so for one okay i'm gonna here is pam's mini rant you know it was going to happen at some point. The guy well, tonight wearing about ranting. Pardon? I said tonight is all about ranting. We left the we left the schedule open. By the way, members of Incantation Nation, you're listening to the subtle tones of the station manager and my very delicious friend. <laughs> Pammy, and uh, if you thought I was verbal plus, welcome <laughs> to the Pam and Hedera show. Yeah, this is going to be a verbal plus evening. We're going to open up the phone line uh, in a minute or two. But, um, I, yeah, I want to hear your processing. Here, Keep going. And, and see, right. Neve, will be, Neve will be like, Neve will probably be going, yes, the dude from Arizona <laughs> who is wearing the skins and the face painting like he was at a Vikings game or something, um, is not a shaman. He is not a shaman. No. Quit calling him that. Quit calling him a shaman because it, for one thing, what most people 
in New Agey Wiccan pagany circles call a shaman is incorrect. Anyhow. Right. Right. And, and it's he, already offensive to me anyhow. <laughs> Let's step because, it up to Yeah. Because shaman you, shaman are from like the uh like they've originated in, in on the Russian steppes. Um that's that's the shaman. Shaman if you look it up by by the de- the dictionary definition, that is right. a shaman. Any other right. uh, animistic um, tribal right. belief system that might you know have some similarities between shamanism are not right. shamans. They're not. <laughs> They're not. And. It, in this in this age of everybody talking about cultural appropriation and stuff, I'm sitting here with my my uh, you know my ancestors coming from from that area, going right. Oh, what about me? You know, it's right. I honestly feel like my ancestors are are goading me on to to make a mention of that that it's not shaman. If you're yeah, no, I but I have I said, to. I, support that it's the same it's the same appropriation of shaman as it is the word karma it's like stop it white people. oh god yes you don't, this is not a damn buffet keep your entitlement to yourself put your hands away stop taking things you know it's almost and like it, when my kids were emotional toddlers and I had to tie their hands when we went in somewhere. Um, but it, there's, well, see, it wouldn't be so bad. Privilege. Yeah. Go ahead. Cause they need to it, know. It wouldn't be so bad if people understood karma. Instead, they've taken the term and made it what they want it to be instead of what yeah. karma is. And, and yeah. karma, karma last karma is like, you know, and it's funny that we're talking about this again. The sun is in Capricorn, and we recently left uh, the moon, the new moon in Capricorn. Um, and right. the reason I'm bringing this up is Capricorn is ruled by the, the planet Saturn, which is known as the karmic, mm-hmm. the, the planet of karma. And mm-hmm. those karmic lessons go beyond this lifetime. Right. It's not somebody cutting you off in the in the grocery store because you uh, cut somebody off in traffic. You know right. that's not karma. Right. You know, karma is 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 again far deeper than than just yeah. you know. Oh well, you had it coming to you. Must be karma. But yeah. and that's the thing is if people only understood. Right. What they, you know, what they were appropriating and had some understanding. So, mm, not so much, not so much. But do you want to explain your personal investment with the word shaman? Because I think people need to understand. Um, I you know, have taken it. I am half and my 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 Turkish my Turkish ancestry comes from um, uh, very close to uh, 
I make a joke about how I'm the most Caucasian person person you know. Um, <laughs> Azerbaijan, uh, Georgia, right. the, the country Georgia, not the state Georgia, but Azerbaijan, Georgia, and and that you know that little outcropping of of highly contested land. Um, right. And then further into the history. It, it seems that my family comes from the like the Mongols and the Golden Horde, um, my ancestors. Mm-hmm. So these were people mm-hmm. who the shaman they were they had the actual shaman. That that's that's right. their culture. That's our my ancestral culture. Um, the Sami right. people um, in you know in what could be Finland or Lapland. Um, uh, the the, yeah, and and down into like um, into parts of China. It's 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 these mm-hmm. Turkic, Turkic, Mongolian, the tribes, you know, right, right, and and that's their holy people who are animistic. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. worked with the spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's come to mean almost any type of tribal, you know, right. that, and it, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Shaman are right. one thing. Uh, right. But I do, I, when I was, but we could argue that some Native American, because of the, the rush, because of the, the Bering Strait and the, you know, the people that came over. It's gonna be hard. That, but that's like. But that's a completely different story, though, because what we're what we're discussing there is honoring the oral traditions of individual peoples, but not taking from them what we think we're entitled to, like words like shaman were appropriated um karma definitely appropriated conflict between and has always there has always existed a conflict between the use of science to measure something that is uh ideological um oral tradition and so it's it's a problematic relationship. It is not mutually exclusive. But I'll tell you with this, you know, Jake Asperger, and I'm not saying Asperger, but the dude wearing pajama pants with face paint and a Daniel Boone cap that he glued steer horns to holding a pole. Get the fuck out of here. He doesn't practice shamanism. What the? I just want to slap the paint no. off his face. Exactly. What is that magical sound in the background? That's somebody trying to call me, so I'm going to try to answer it real quick and tell them I can't talk. <laughs> oh, this I, is hilarious. I, yes. We're going to time you now. I feel like I should tell limericks. You know. I didn't get I didn't get to it in time. Oh. I have no limerick. Lo- I wrote a limerick recently. Oh my god, you're 
I love how off topic you were willing to go. Everyone, this is the beauty of Pamit. We're talking last week. We were, it's no, no, quite the it converse. Is, <laughs> no, it's really not. It's really not. You are the primordial kettle of chaos where all things that are known are just this great conceptual mind soup and you are ever so willing to fill as many mugs with your mind soup this is disgusting now but anyway you you are no, able true, to though. but it is but what what you're doing is you are able to look into your cauldron of thoughts and concepts and pull out a stream of order, which is what we discussed last week. It's the feeling of discomfort calling your attention to something that needs to be changed. And the way that we feel it in our bodies, you know, like something's not quite and and we make a change that we may not have enough cognitive evidence for. And so what I love about you is that you don't wait for discomfort. You just jump into the cauldron and say, look it, I've got this one, I've got this one stream of consciousness. And it's like, wow, this chick talks more than I do. So I'm verbal <laughs> plus, but you're verbal plus plus. But all things exist in the mind of Pammy. So anyway, oh, I I can get off when when I get this way. I just I got into a, a stream earlier today talking about radio, like radio, not like radio. Um, listening to uh, KYYFM, you know, it's it's yeah. radio, right? And I was going into. Um, talking about the difference between AM and FM and um, <laughs> that there is shit. Pardon? I said you probably sounded old as shit. People like AM and FM, dude, oh, what no. are you talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is AM radio, which was like, you know, when, when, when I was young, it was like everybody had AM radio and hardly anyone listened to FM. FM radio was was uh, had better sound quality, but the the FM radio stations were often like the really weird stations, and of course that's where I lived, uh, the really weird stations. But the AM station were were you know your news radio, your your pop music, etc. However, what I was talking about was the difference between AM and FM waves. Uh, AM goes on forever, and FM mm-hmm. is finite and line of sight. Uh, FM will last you know, depending on tower placement. And that's what I was talking about because I I lived in the Black Hills of South Dakota and the radio station I worked for had the highest tower on the mountain, which was, you know, it was the prime location to have the highest tower meant that you had the the biggest signal, the biggest reach. But AM radio can be like on, usually if you see like a, 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 like a, like three or four masts out in the middle of a field, those are AM usually. 
mm-hmm. and then the one that's at the highest. And it's it was really interesting back before I became agoraphobic when I used to when we used to take our long drives places. I loved to come up to some of the the, the newer towns um, mm-hmm. because you could you know as you're coming into town you would see this little itty bitty hillock and there would be an, a, a radio antenna on it and I'm like oh that's the FM mm-hmm. station. <laughs> So that's the kind nerd. of stuff I was talking about. Uh, see, nerd. and I didn't even get, here's, here's the thing. Okay, this is what, we are not broadcasting. We're, you know, we're not broadcasting because we're not I know. sending it out through the airwaves. But Correct. because I was on, because I did AM radio, mm-hmm. AM radio goes forever. And some of the AM signals, especially during the day, eke out of our, our out of our um, our uh, atmosphere and go into right. the universe and continue on forever. And now we're like listening to to SETI, you know, to try to figure out if we can find these. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking that somebody is going to hear me one day saying, you know, Storm Kennedy's KKLS uh, forecast today is, I just, I've got these, yeah, somewhere, um, man, it's past Alpha Centauri by now, that signal. Okay, well, let's, let's, while we're on that topic, um, and then we'll get to the significance of, uh, quote-unquote, the shaman's pajama bottoms. Um, my, it's, a, it's a lesser known fact that my father um, worked for NASA um, as an industrial and mechanical engineer for decades, like for the 70s through probably, when did he retire? It was Maybe 2015, I think, was his last year. Um, And when I was young and they were doing the satellite projects and the um, shuttle program was in the height of its popularity, he brought home this circle of holographic material and it was super super thin and I said wow that's cool can I hang it in my bird's cage and he was like no and I said okay explain explain this thing to me it turned out it was the predecessor of course of the CD um, but he said, you know what I did today? And I was like, what did you do? And he said, I had your and your sister's names inscribed on one of these uh, or included in the list. I would have to look it up, but it was a CD of things that were shot out into outer space. And it would go into orbit, hopefully, not orbit, I'm sorry, I'm misspeaking, out into deep space. And I'm thinking, hold on a second, dude, you just gave, like, the location and my name 
to other species of life, they're going to come get me. What the hell is this? And I was mortified. <laughs> and he laughed. Thank you, thank you. And he laughed. <laughs> well, he laughed at me. And I was like, dude, this, this isn't funny. You know, because even back then, you know, I was a, yeah, I was worried about those things. Let's just put it that way. So back to the shaman pan or what you were sharing. Yeah, no, share, continue sharing. We haven't spoken in a long time. I love this shit. We haven't. We haven't. Well, you know, and it's really weird because um, I've often been like really kind of, I've been very eclectic, right? With, I've always felt a draw. I've always called myself a witch from when I was a child on. And and my mother, I wouldn't say I was hereditary because it wasn't like, this is our tradition. And my mother taught me the ways, but it was more kitchen witchy with, you know, Mm -hmm. she would tell me, be nice to trees, trees have feelings. Uh, And she would tell me like different folkloric type things to, to, uh, like, like the ring around the moon. I love the, yeah. um, the yeah. ring around the moon. Uh, you know, everyone thinks that I'm, ooh, you're magic. Whenever I see a ring around the moon, I'm like, okay, we're going to get rain. Depending on how far the ring is out around the moon and right. also how hazy it is, I can tell if it's going to be rain or if it's going to be like snow and about how many days out it is. And yeah. it's, it's just being in tune with with mm-hmm. that. And when you're taught from an early age not to fear ghosts and not to be told that ghosts are right. bad, you know, right. you, you get a better relationship right. with things yep. on the other side. But nothing ever really rang you know, true to, you know, oh, you want to be Alexandrian or Gardarian Mm -hmm. or there's not any path that really rang out to me. Yeah. Uh, But there's no name for what I'm doing. Pardon? I said there's no name for what it is that we each do. Um, but, but you can't saying be a that, witch though, without I, possession. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? That you can be a witch even if you don't call yourself Alexandrian or Gardnerian or Corellian or what have you. You can just, right. what we talk about in House Laughingbrook is your ability to listen and make connections right. and know what you know, you know, how are you processing your input? Because it comes from many different well, places and oral vision like moon haze is one of them. Well, one of the things that, that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here holding it in my, my hand. One of the things that has always been part of who I am since I was at least six years old. My mom, I don't remember my mother really doing, I don't remember this being much of my life until I was six. When I was six, we went to go visit my family in Turkey and I got a sore throat right. there and they started putting the little blue eyes on me. Um, mm-hmm. We call them evil eyes. 
but we it's, call them and it's, it's, it's but it's it's from I started looking at 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 recently I mean it's always been part of 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 me always having one with me when I go places and whenever I see mm-hmm. them and and to be honest I'm going to go ahead and do the cultural purpose if you're sitting here buying a whole bunch of the different colored beads um thinking right. that they look really cool it's it's their blue eyes they're blue for a reason because it's father sky there's a reason right. <laughs> that that it's blue yeah and well, it's it's we have go ahead we have those in Sicily and they are of course also blue glass um i have mine downstairs you'll be happy to know um <laughs> but the ocean the mediterranean cultures of turkey greece sicily north africa there is there's a culture endemic to that area anyway mm-hmm. speak more turkey turkey knowings say more things well it's it's the sky god tengu and mm-hmm. i was watching this really interesting show that I, I can't remember which streaming service it was on but it was about silk road and i've always been interested in the silk road what we learn about the silk road here in the united states is very mm-hmm. eurocentric and right there there was right. so much of a mix of cultures and beliefs mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. came along the Silk Road. And if you can imagine how mm-hmm. difficult it would have been to take that trip and not know if you're going to survive. Um, right. But what I, what I found really interesting when I was watching the Silk Road, all along the Silk mm-hmm. Road, it, it's a, um, a French, I believe he's French, he's speaking French, um, journalist who's covered like Syria a lot. So he decided to do this. This was his documentary. This was his project. So he started from Italy. He started from like, like Sicily, Venice. He started from Venice, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. went, went through and went through Turkey, which a lot of people, this blows my mind too, is a lot of people think that Turkey, this is really funny because this is all stuff that I was just looking at this week. Um, People mm-hmm. like to think that Turkey is like a third world country and they don't realize how much of what is modern comes from Istanbul, Constantinople, even Christianity. Right. <laughs> Christianity right. would have been some kind of a mystery cult of people hanging fish on their doors and hiding away because they're, <laughs> you know, it, it's true though. You're so great. It's true. I see. I love you so much. Ugh. Well, Ixius, you a, know, they, I, they, and, and go ahead. I love Turkey and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm actually kind of obsessed with it as is uh, Neve. Uh, one, because she has this love affair with, traditional Turkish blue tile and that color blue coming the Mm -hmm. lapis of the area. I love Turkey because it is part of the, pardon me, Mediterranean diaspora, but it's, um, it's the birthplace of Hecate. 
and mm-hmm. she comes from Samothraki, you know, which is a hotly contested island. Of course, all of them are between Mediterranean nations. And so, you know, the the growth of that magic and, you know, the perspective of the people who live there is not going to be the same. And I think I know the special you're talking about, the Silk Road special on Curiosity Stream. Do you have a Curiosity Stream? It's not on Curiosity Stream. I think it might be on Prime, on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which is kind of – let me go ahead and throw the Amazon in there too. My family is from the, um, the Trabzon Garrison area of, uh, of Turkey, which is where the Amazons are supposed to be from. The, the actual Amazons. It's so, just crazy. I think that's really cool, isn't it? Uh, hmm? Yeah, definitely cool. Not the um, Amazon the jungle the... down in Brazil. No, no, no. I get. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I was kind of caught up in um, my own <laughs> relationship to uh, the Amazon misnomer, because you know, white people from England usually they like to take those names and just slap them on whatever, but. Um, when I did my ancestry, I got back um, my North African and West African heritage and the fact that I have a grandmother from Benin and that there was consideration in scholarly articles about the armies of Dalmay and, you know, the fact that women are warriors and have had cultures um, and histories of, you know, being these standing armies of irrepressible, invincible um, warriors. And so the armies of Dalmay, which is in the... um, Benin, Togo region of West Africa. That's that's my background, and my little flag pops up, and I'm, you know, I'm like, oh wait, I've got something to contribute to the misnomer of Amazon. But yes, back to the love of Turkey and the Caucasus, and your family's relationship to that magic. Say more words. Um, I don't, my mom just told, told me things and taught things. My, my, um, my, my relatives and I, I, my mom married an American, came here. Mm -hmm. I'm the first American born of my mother's family. And I didn't really have a, uh, much of a relationship with my mom's family. And they pretty much disappeared off the face of the planet until like 1999, 2000. Then, you know, out of nowhere, they reached out to me and we started talking. And wow, it that we have it's just part of who we are that the psychic thing. It's like, yeah, we, you know, it's who we are. Uh, also, uh, my, I was told that like my great grandmother or some that we used to teach the Sultan's children. Um, so the the teacher thing is is has is part of my family on that side. Um, mm-hmm. 
what I the thing about and and they love to to make sure that everybody knows that we're Ottoman Turk. Um, <laughs> oh the, yeah, we're Ottoman. Well, Sicilians are the same way. We're not Italian. We are Sicilian. It is not yes. mainland. You know, yeah. So it's it's a big cultural. I, I have something to tell you about the Sicilian later oh, on. Oh, really? I'll tell you something. Yes, it's interesting. <laughs> Maybe you know this this person. Anyhow, um, with the Ottomans, if the Ottoman Empire lasted longer than the Roman Empire, the Ottoman Empire mm-hmm. commanded much more land than almost any other. I, the, I think than any other empire that uh, in known history. And we do not mm-hmm. give the credit that credit is due to the Ottomans. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, you know, come on. I'll be honest. We know there was bad stuff that happened and people were treated poorly. And I'm not I'm not saying that's okay. Uh, that's, right. You know, that's part of colonialism and empire people. building. It, it sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but people don't pay attention to the – the the advances in 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 uh, in mathematics in in there's a really good movie that yeah. I saw I think on Netflix or it could have been on Amazon that if you can get a, a chance to watch it um, with Ben Kingsley called The Physician so a lot of you know medicine castles came from from the Middle East um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of it advances in, in Go ahead. I said it is the motherland. Well, so. yeah, the Fertile Crescents, where where everything right. came from. You know, the Garden of right. my mother used to always say the Garden of Eden is in Turkey. Um, yeah. Mount Ararat is supposed to be where Noah's Ark um, stayed. Uh, you know, stopped, landed. So right. And that's one of the things that people don't understand, too, that really drives me up the wall. When you talk about Abrahamic religions, people like to think that mm-hmm. Islam is, is so totally separate from Christianity and Judaism without realizing yeah, yeah, yeah. how they're all three intertwined. Exactly. And they all, you know, Allah, Allah is God. Allah is right. the same God as the Christian gods, which, you know, Christians, their hair lights on fire whenever I say that. No, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it is. Well, to be honest, it is. this is this is why I think we get along, because there's nothing I like to do more than offend and inflame <laughs> an uneducated Christian. <laughs> I I will admit, I have Christian tempers on fire uh, with the out knowing of the things. Um, let me ask you this question about mm-hmm. your ancestral magic. Do you find that it in any way frames out or informs at least how you understand um, incoming information? For example, this past week, the week of horrors um, has been but just insane in terms of its cultural significance to the American democracy. Do you find that any of your Turkish magics 
um, filter or influence how you regard what's happening in terms of current events? Without beyond the shadow of a doubt, yes. Um, for one thing, with me being, you know, I was. My mother's Turkish. She fell in love with the American way of life with America. Uh, she told me how she learned how to, to, to speak English from listening to the songs on the radio. So my mm-hmm. mother fell in love with everything American. And I was born mm-hmm. at Andrew, Joint Base Andrews is what it's called now, but Andrews Air Force Base, which is there in Washington, D.C. So to have right. her first American born, her family to be born in Washington, D.C., meant right. a lot to her and then add mm-hmm. on to that i was born on november 7th and to her she didn't understand that it's the the, the first tuesday of the month unless it's on the first is election right. day. so my mom always told me i was born on election day so election day and washington dc were always super important to me uh mm-hmm. and votes voting and and you know, before things got really crazy, like now, mm-hmm. where the ideologically and cultist type mentality has taken over, uh, voting mm-hmm. has always been really important to me. And part of the reason I haven't been ma- doing much here on um, on the Witching Hour spellcast over the last mm-hmm. since October, the end of September, is because I've been working really hard on right. voter protection. And right. just as, you know, when we got done with the general election, took a couple deep breaths, had some some uh, more things to do here in North Carolina with uh, counting ballots and finalizing the election, took right. a deep breath, and boom, I got invited in to help with the, with the Georgia elections. And what I did with the Georgia elections is I was on a phone bank. I was one of the captains on the phone bank for curing votes which means people right. who, who have tried to vote, and for some reason, because the suppression in Georgia is so strong, their votes were, yep. were not accepted. We would go and help right. them with, with, with the accepting the votes. And the one thing right. that I took away, we were actually working on that day, and that was the day that right as that as that capital was the day that Ossoff right. was declared the winner. Warnock had already yeah, been declared the winner for the Senate. Yep. And then That's Ossoff right. was, was declared the winner. And that yep. changed everything in the whole game. And it is a game. Yes, it did. You know, you win, you lose, there's give and take. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. There's not supposed to be one person running all the everything. If, that's if, autocracy. If, yes, if, if you honor if there is an agreed-upon set of rules, which we believe there is, then... But, but you're asking you're... me specifically about, about how I framed what happened. And I'm working on, yeah. the, on, the, on the election, right? And as we, were, yeah. we did three-hour shifts, and as we were changing shifts is when the, the news came that this was happening. And we got into our uh-huh. little huddle before we, we had the next shift came come in, and we were talking about mm-hmm. it, and everyone's like, I don't want to talk about it. Just focus. Focus on what we're doing. It's even more important now. Even though Asaf had won, it's even more important now because yes. of what's, what's at stake. And yeah. the thing that, that still strikes me 
And these young women, I didn't see any, any young men. I only saw young women. I think people really need to understand the importance of these young women carrying the case that had the ballots in it. I How, agree. You know, it was very important that we got Pelosi it, out. It, it was it, very important that we got Pence out, that we got all, yep. you know, all these elected officials. But more so than anything else, it was so important that those ballots were saved. Even though they say, yeah. even though those ballots are duplicated elsewhere, it would have, if, if he had been able to destroy, and, and I'm not going to mince any words here. We know who was behind this. If he had been able to destroy those ballots, he would be able to cast enough doubt on the yeah. election. And that's what yeah. you know, people were actually saying, you know, yeah. where are the ballots? So right. that's the, the thing that, that the thing that I come away with this, as much as the, you know, the players and, and the, the arguments have changed or, or, or will change and continue to change, right. it's the fact that the, those ballots, and we called ourselves part of one of the names that we had in, in Georgia, it was the ballot rescue team. And I want to make a meme with those young ladies carrying that, that case with the ballots and say, ballot yeah. rescue team, epic level. <laughs> yeah. Level epic. Yeah. Because that is ballot rescue. Yeah. And that to me, that's, it's, that to me was, was where, um, where I, where my, where my, my political and my, you know, how I was raised, but magically more so um, when you're talking about the feelies out there, you know, I, I'm feeling the unrest and I'm, I'm afraid. Um, I want to go ahead. Yeah. I, I want to, one of the guys that's, um, that was behind this and I posted, I talked about this on the, on the political podcast that I do on Fridays. One of the guys that behind us stopped the steal, his name is, he goes by Ali Alexander now, and he used to go as Ali Akbar. Yeah. And he's a felon. Yep. He went to, went to prison in, in uh, 2006, 2007. He was, you know, mm-hmm. um, a felon for like check fraud or credit card, something like that. But he's, he's one of the organizers behind the Stop the Steal. And right now he's in hiding. He's saying that yes, he didn't he have anything to do with the riot. The riot. This uh, is from, and I posted this on my wall. It's a, it's from a Daily Beast, um, yeah. article about him, and this is what he's saying. Now Alexander claims to be in hiding, alleging in a video posted Friday. This is last Friday. Friday that he needs two thousand dollars a day to fund his security detail and other expenses, mm-hmm. and hitting his fans up for donations. In a bizarre of moment course. in his fundraising pitch. Alexander claimed he was being targeted by the supernatural. Witches and Wiccans are putting hexes and curses on us. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling scared of being a target. I'm feeling afraid. I, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to continue being who I am. But it, it gets scarier and scarier every day. You know the the FBI put it, out a it, warning saying that that people. But that's uh, you, go ahead. You also have training, Pammy, because you were raised by a Turkish mother who is used to, or 
you know, all her life, one, she's been Turkish. Two, she was female. And we should not discount the training we've had that transfers to current day shittiness. Because you, I think you have the, you know, the right attitude about feeling proud and empowered that it is women who are mobilizing this process. It is women who are defending the process. It is women who are protecting the process. And that is some inspirational shit. It's happening across, you know, the racial spectrum. And people are making connections between their different identities and how all of them lend to the way that we feel empowered as sentient beings. Um, Sapient and sentient, we hope, both thinking and feeling. Um, Right. But your magic, your magic is a rarer magic. Um, Of course, there's traditional Sicilian magic and, it involves a lot of spitting. I don't know what's up with that, but there's a lot of spitting. <laughs> My mom did that lot, too. A lot of spitting and knocking, of, knocking on things. Knock, knocking on things. Knock on wood. Spitting and hand gestures. Italians are really <laughs> big on crude hand gestures. Anyway, I think we should um, check. Uh, the phone lines because their phone lines those don't exist anymore. Let me just update my iOS. They are phone lines. They are. Phone we're lines. going to we're going to go wide and we are discussing uh, folks' experiences uh, processing this past week and what's happening in American culture right this moment through a pagan or witchcraftian lens, and the phone number to call is 516-387-1776, and we will happily... 1776. Yeah. That was a bad number this this week. They were trying to take that number away from, from from our history. And making yeah, it no, something not, else. No, fail. Sorry, fail. Fail. Because Screw. it's a big fact. Did you see the one? The, there was the guy that the cop that they that they pulled out and they're beating with his beating with a flagpole yes. and beating the crap yes. out of him. And he he stopped him. He's like, you know, he said finally, he's like, you know, if I humanize myself, because they were talking about taking his gun and shooting him with it. And he's like, I've got three kids. And then people started protecting him, right? And he, did you see him? He is like so, he could hang out with us. He has like this big spider yeah. tattoo on his neck. He's he I'm like, this cool. Gorgeous yeah. spider web tattoo on his throat. And I'm like, you're a darkling. I'll take you. <laughs> Come on over here. But what is the thing he, he says? The, the people who, who uh, protect him, he's like, well, I want to say thank you, but I also want to say fuck you for being involved. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, Bitch. 
so much for those blue lives you care about. I know, right? Yeah. Blue lives matter. I love the guys that uh-huh. are getting getting handcuffed wearing those blue lives matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Look at that there. You know what it's called? Consequences. And, it and also cognitive dis- dissonance. So much cognitive yeah. dis- dissonance, which is part of that privilege. And that's right. part of why it's been so hard to, 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 to teach so many people that black lives do matter. Because they yeah. have that privilege and they have that cognitive dissonance. And to teach people that, yes, women get treated poorly. And to, it's, anyhow, I know we've got Bradwick waiting patiently, or maybe not so patiently. Where's Pete? He's He's having birthday, yeah, he was having birthday with his daddy. Bradwick Pete? Hello, good evening. I'm here. There you are. (laughs) How was your cake and ice cream? It was good. Well, okay. We deviated from the usual because we've got some some sickness in the house, but oh, otherwise shit. it was okay. All right. Did you get down Anything with the sickness? Do like yep. to... you get down with the sickness? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, Bradwood, tell me how. This past week has affected you and or informed your magic or influenced your magic. And and please know out there listening, when I use the word magic, it's this amorphous and comprehensive term that means both what you're, well, not both, it would be all of the above, what you are born with, um, and what you receive from other people, as well as what you project. So magic is that knowing with a capital K that arrives at your consciousness that you're like, cool, people would not understand this. But anyway, back to the thing. So Bradwick, (coughs) how do you feel like this week – how has your magic either filtered that or changed the way, you know, the lens that you look at that through? Did you have any spidey senses tingling? Well, so I do think that, um, how do I say this? Like my, maybe my magnifying glass is a little bigger. I'm okay. catching on. Because now that since you know the uh, attempted coup on the Capitol, right. my my science, right. my senses have been heightened um, right. to the point that I even if I'm in earshot of people like talking down about masks or talking, you know, about the the insurrection or like I my ears will buzz and I, I immediately like see where it's coming from and I know not to walk over there because. I don't know who I'm gonna have yep. to punch, and if I'm gonna get in trouble for it. So punch or not, but it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone further than that to the point that, um, if I am around someone and, and there's a topic of conversation, 
And right. now I I am being vague on purpose um, because I have <laughs> to. It. But, okay, so, you know, I'm in earshot or part of a conversation, and I hear something come up that rubs me the wrong way. And right. I, I see where their statement is leaning towards, right. and it's not – at all lining up with what I believe is definitely lining up with, you know, something from the Trumpers or something. I like my senses went off and I, I didn't back down this time. Normally in those instances, I tend to stand off because I like to avoid the conflict if I can. But this time I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm going to call this one out because I have the means to do so right now. And I'm kind of obligated to do that. You know, I'm, I am obligated to do that um, so that everybody in the vicinity knows that that's not okay. And that statement or that assumption shouldn't come out again. So I was glad I was able to do that. I'll take the small wins where I can get them because I'm not, you know, in public very much, you know, so you know, I mean, I, I don't go to the restaurants. I might go grab a coffee, but I am in and out or curbside service. I don't see anybody. So the second I do see something and I can take care of it and go, I'm going to do right. it and say I won yeah. for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, but I got to tell you, I have been so confused the past week. But like, what? I... The everything. So <laughs> I the you know, watch the chaos, the chaos. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, watch and rewatch everything, just like with any natural disaster. They keep replaying right. it all all the time on the news channel. So I do. I keep watching it. I see different angles and vantage points and yes. different interpretations. But yes. all I keep coming out of it with is what the hell happened right how in the hell did this massive group of people somehow lose their mind and think to themselves okay i love this trump guy i love them i love blue lives blah 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 but you know what today i'm I'm a i'm a mess shit up i'm gonna go take the capital and i'm gonna really stick it to like what the hell snapped i can answer this i can answer this (laughs) Well, and it comes no honestly i can answer this it it, it comes know, but... from the dominionist type of of a belief system the manifest yes. destiny and that very christian belief system that basically they are entitled to everything and people who are not their brand of christian their brand of republican their brand of trump cultist uh people who don't believe with them are are less than or otherized or marginalized. And the more that power that more people were getting, the more indignant they were. But it all comes from the, the preachers were preaching this to them. They, and yeah. the reason I'm bringing this up is, is think about how many of, the, of those people in the crowd really truly believe that God wanted them to do this. And right. Why is QAnon saying that all these people uh, who are there, there uh, that they have to uh, to fight against are satanic? Why? Right. They're not. I think we friends. know. But why? Yeah. And 
And and see, you, one of you, the, the people who I've been – go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. One of the people who I've been watching the closest, and I can't wait for his ass to get booted out with a big old Texas boot, is Louis Gohmert, who's a, a, a oh, congressman yeah. from Texas. And he oh. is so – he apparently, yeah. after all that, he, he still wanted to carry a gun in, in onto the floor, and he ran around the metal detectors and ran away and said, you can't take it from me. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, having lived in Texas a good part of my life, I have this meme that I post that has a picture of Texas, and it has zero days since Texas was a national embarrassment. And I drag that out occasionally. Yeah. So, uh, but but that's and go ahead. I th- I think you're. Exactly well, I was just saying, right. Ted Cruz is is also one of those. He's Liberty oh Liberty my. University. He's, can I just tell you, every time I see that Count Chocula-looking motherfucker, I want to monkey clap his damn the shit that comes yeah. out of his mouth. Tell me he doesn't look like Count Chocula. He does. He looks like Grandpa Munster. Um, he looks Chocular. a lot like Grandpa Munster. Yes! But see, I knew, I, I knew Grandpa Munster's... Uh, either his son oh or his God. nephew. He looked just like him. So so I always liked yeah. Al Lewis, the, the actor who played Grandma, Grandpa Munster. But, but yeah, I see I see the same thing that you're talking about whenever I see Cruz. And I do want to mention that Cruz was not born in the United States. So if we're going to get all birther on people. Rafael Edward Cruz. Mira esto. Yep. He is not... Passing. I'm sorry. You can shave off those glossy locks and, you know, shave your face. We all can see it, but we think it's beautiful, and you are working up a high froth of self-hatred. Figure your shit out, Ted Cruz, and stop playing this opportunistic I can jump in to the white man's magic. No, you can't. They are evil specifically because of the idea of dominion, which that word taken from Christianity translates to in the secular context um, domination, supremacy. It's all about yep. supremacy, whereas but let's I'm see. also happy to watch this burn so that we can, you know, default to our pagan ways. But this is all oh. about this attitude that we own everything as white people, and if you get something good, it's because we gave it to you or allowed you to have it. And if you get a job that someone else wanted, you took that from my husband or blah, 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 whatever the hell. And it's like, listen, fool, we are equal beings. And their platform is, no, we're not. And it's like, okay, you're going to go. There's going to be a thing. You're going to catch hands. Which hand? 
Well, and then when when we're talking about uh, Rafael Eduardo Cruz, he's uh, his father is is Cuban, and his father yeah. is very elitist and very classist and very. And I'm, I'm speaking, you know, secondhand information, not not firsthand. They used to come to where I lived in Texas to fundraise because there's a lot of oil oil money there, a lot of oil money, as we say in Texas. So he would come in to our town. Raphael's dad would come into town to, to fundraise, and the stuff that he would say to the, the people who were protesting, you know, and the stuff that he would say if anyone got to sneak in and listen to him is, is very. It's yeah. Did you see the VIP tent at the insurrection with with uh, the Trumps and and uh, Kimberly yes, all the yes, oh my god it was sick yeah that's that's the worst feeling to walk into something like that and i've i've been at functions and occasions where the and i'll go ahead and say it and you'll understand what i'm saying the magic that was present in that context was so focused on acquisition and maintenance of power. It was like doing time with Sauron or something. I felt like, what the hell is this? This is just disgusting because they were generating the magic. They were focused in their intent. They were clear about their end result that they wanted. It's just that it requires the suffering of others that I must have been offended by. Let's say that they're very successful in that, to be honest. Let's be very, let's be, because they want control over others. They want power over others. And to see how that cult of Trump is, um, they're successful. And and, And again, a lot of it is using either that, that white privilege who, which, you know, it comes from the blue eyed Jesus that doesn't exist. Um, sure. Sorry. I, I get, um, I don't want to go off on that tangent because there is no blue eyed nope. Jesus. Nope. <laughs> Good job. Good job. So. Pam gets points for staying on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the blue eyed Jesus that doesn't nah. exist. But anyhow, they're they're taking their magic from 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 that way of wanting to control people. But but we have there's more of us than them, and right. we really don't need to shy away. The 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 cop that that no. you know got beaten and said thank you, he did the right thing. Right. Thank you for you know saving my life. But fuck you. Yes, and we can't. We when I was watching the impeachment, uh, the 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 topics, people having their little speeches before they had the vote for the impeachment, it felt like the everything that the Republicans who were against the impeachment, because there were some. Did you ever think there would be a time where we would agree with a Cheney? Anyhow, oh, she came out hard with her magic. All the Republicans, everything out of their mouth was, it was like, I am so glad I went through therapy after going through an abusive relationship to know each one of these little ploys, the, the yes. turning, the, the placing blame on you. Well, you did that. 
or the, exactly. the, the honeymoon phase. Well, let's all get together, or the yeah. the uh, the minimizing or the gaslighting. That that isn't as bad as it was. Every single thing off of the every single check mark that you can check out of out of the abuser's handbook of how they get out of yep. try to get out of things. We can't let them get out of things, and there is this. I I really hope that the next administration doesn't let them walk away without having their accountability. Their rule. Exactly. And it, I mm, let's talk. <laughs> I will spontaneously combust. I don't see some high level accountability, but I think there has been such strong voice and analysis um, of what's going on. And people like me who are professionally um, trained to argue with white institutionalists about reforming their practices, um, I I just want to grab Joe Biden by the white shirt collar and say, listen here, you it doesn't stop with hiring people of color and women of color and Latinos and folks with disabilities. It's not just the history making stuff that we're talking about, Joe. There needs to be an earnest application of um analysis and listening. And particularly listening for the voices that are omitted. And if he doesn't understand that he needs to put accountability out there as a national value, then nothing will have been won. And well, you said disability, but I'm not seeing the disability. Who 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 is disabled? Other than, you I'm know, waiting. Gabby, who's Mark Kelly's Gabby, Gabby. wife. Um, yeah. Of course her name is gone. Shit, hold on. Tammy hold Duckworth. On. Yes, Duckworth. I am still waiting for her cabinet position because you know that Joe hasn't that. shared all of his picks. So I'm really, really feeling uh, Tammy Duckworth. Worth's magic and Jamie Hardison, his magic was placed as the chair of the DNC. Um, right. And I'm just, I'm just excited with the people that are being stationed around the, you know, the table to be you know involved what? in the. Okay, here's yeah. Tammy getting all excited because you know one of my favorite. I love Buttigieg as as Department of Transportation, and I can I can go into great lengths as to why that's going to be amazing because it's going to set him up to be a force to be reckoned with from here on out. If they play it right, yeah. which I think they will, and and try to do things more like like uh, FDR's New Dealism and get you know work on infrastructure instead of the Trump this week is Infrastructure right. Week and it just being. Right. You know, a shiny diversion. So I'm really excited about that because I really liked Mayor Pete from the very first time I heard anything from him, which was when he was 
arguing to be the DNC chair before he right. he ran. He was running. So when he put his hat in the ring, I was like, Mayor Pete, yes. Um, and <laughs> notice I said Mayor Pete instead of trying to spell his name, Buttigieg. Um, Buttigieg. But anyhow, the thing that I'm most excited about, or I don't want to say most excited about, but way up there on my excitement about this this um, this cabinet is um, Department of the Interior, and I forgot her name, Hagland Hagen. Deb. Hallett. I cried. Yeah. Yep. Deb do you know? Holland. Do you yep. know why? She's Native American. She's indigenous, of course. right? Yeah. And do you know what she... falls under the Department of the Interior? The BIA. Yeah. For the yeah, first the time BIA ever in, in our country's history, there's going yep. to be an indigenous person who will have, who will be the head of the Department of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Yeah, and as well as Bureau of Land Management. Shit's going to yes. change around here. This is also very here. true. Yes. <laughs> you see and this, this point that you my... took from us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I cried when I – I've got this photo, and I'll put it up on the Incantation Nation page. And then we got to look. Do we have calls coming in, Pammy? If not, we'll oh, just – I'm sorry. Brad, Bradley, extra- do you see Nicole? No one in the abyss as of yet. Okay, that's cool. Well, I have folks that were um, going to crash the party. We'll see. We'll see who pops up with an opinion. But um, yeah, my my thesis was on um, the abuses of the American government of indigenous cultures. Um, above and beyond what happened to taking the land uh, from them to, uh, you know, to turn a profit, which is still the case. Here we are billions of years later. And to see, you know, Deb Holland, who is Navajo, um, be involved with this it's the first time that the feeling of being able to control your own fate for the first time is terrifying and thrilling all in the same go you know it's like realizing when you've freshly divorced your abuser that you hate that fucking picture over the fireplace. And then the next thing mm-hmm. you know, it's it's out in the fire pit in the backyard and you're burning it. And that's a very liberating feeling. And that is a reminder to self that our magics are sovereign and not to lose sight. Sometimes we do lose control of our personal magic, but we are individual sovereigns. Nations are sovereign. And Mm -hmm. this thing called government needs to acknowledge it is nothing more than a framework of rules agreed upon 
by all parties, asterisk, because right. they haven't been, you know? They, now, the government is works for us. We, you know, that's the yeah. one thing I keep on, this, this, this mentality that we owe something to the president, we owe him extra, um, extra homage, you know, we owe him all this respect because uh, he's the president. No, he's, he's my employee. He's my right. employee. Whether or not I voted for him, he's still my employee. Right. And if I don't like right. the job he's doing, A, I'm allowed to say I don't like the job he's doing, even if he's yep. the guy I voted for. Because right. I have done that before. I can You're go off feedback. on things I don't like about Yeah. You can, you can say that because they, they work for us, and the government is us. We, the people. And we yeah. somehow or other have lost sight of that. Which is that's why I do the activism I do. If I if you want change, and, and I don't know why they've made it look, and and I'm going to go ahead that that nebulous they of the cultist side have made right. it look bad for us to get involved. We kind of have this like oh I don't want to get involved with politics. It's you know it's horrible and who likes that? You have to because they are right. And they will play the game. Well, and, and, and they're banking on, exactly, they're yes. banking on our voices being stifled, which is why I wanted to name the podcast Incantation Nation, because though the practices and ancestral magics um, that we are perpetuating are extremely diverse, um, mm-hmm. diversity of the people is a diversity of the vote. And it's all about voice and making sure that yours is not suppressed. And I'm proud of you, Kenny, because you have made a commitment to working part of the solution to for people to advocate, see there we have our Latin root Both. word again. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's you are focusing on voice, and it was funny. I mean, just my own little blip of a tangent. Um, I was talking with uh, the silent presence in the room, my housemate, about a kindergarten. Um, report card that I was given because when I turned 16 and went away to college um, my mother had prepared this box of records and whatnot and in the bottom of the box was a kindergarten report card and in the comments like complete non sequitur, nothing attached to it. It was just a single annotation. It said, she doesn't know she's little. <laughs> huh? That's awesome. That to me? It, is, it is awesome because, you know, my mother has always said, you can hear Hedera before you see Hedera because my smallness only occurs to you 
like to others. It has never been a limitation for me. And I think everyone who knows me knows that because of the size of my voice. So it's the song we sing, the incantation. It's the singing of our will into our rituals and rites and ceremonies that makes us not only powerful, but makes us kinfolk because from one coast to the other, from one tradition to an eclectic solitaire, the thing we have in common as witches and pagans is that we are real fond of beating the ass of anyone who tries to silence us or tell us what our opinions are. We are a special, special brand of one voice, one vote. And I'm proud of that. I am giddy with the diversity of our people, truly. I just wish that more more of us would would get involved with politics. I'm sorry, Brad, but go ahead. Oh, Brad, got words? Were you saying something? I didn't know I had words. Uh, No. No, We need to hear from you. Say words. Um, Well, (laughs) uh, well, I mean, Pammy was just, (laughs) Pammy was just saying that she wishes, you know, people, we would get more involved with politics. and, And yes, I agree. Like I, my extent of politics is, not that great. I mean, like, I could name a couple senators. I can name my local people and the president and vice president. And I'll vote accordingly. And when it comes mm-hmm. time to vote in primaries, like, I, I do. I look up, you know, the, the people that are running and, and their, you know, agenda. But in between voting seasons, I, I'm not in tune with it as I should be. And it's not until it comes time to vote that I start seeing like, oh God, yeah, this guy really fucked up. Like I got it. <laughs> like, like I didn't notice it. I didn't notice right. it the past three years, but now I'm seeing like, I mean, that ha- happens with um, my uh, in in the state of North Carolina, not right. presidential. Presidential. I knew I knew that shit was going down. I knew that was messed up. But um, our, well, you know, Repub- you know. No, go ahead. No. Well, here in the state of North Carolina, we had we had Cal Cunningham was running for Senate, and it and he was he would have been perfect, but it came out that he had a dalliance with another another woman, and he's married with to his high school sweetheart. They have kids, and we crazy. I'm not saying that everybody who listens or votes against Trump is a Democrat, but I have hitched my my star on that wagon because that's how I can effectively do stuff. But we did not elect him in this state because we found that offensive. I'm sorry. Covering us and pandering to Trump is not offensive, but the fact that he's what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, there's um because what well, who was who was running against him again? I can't even remember his name. Um, uh, who is? 
Was it Darn. Uh, was who, who, it, who, what is the? What is my guy? Tillis. Tom Tillis. Tom Tillis was running. Tom Tillis. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I already didn't like him, and then I think he had something going on when Corona started. There was something yeah. about yeah. that he may have been involved with making a profit off of it, and I already wanted yeah, him was, out anyway. But, He's done things that, that was Burr. I didn't agree with. But Ugh. Oh, that's right. That was Burr. That was Burr. But yeah, our other right by my house, right by my house, there's a bypass that I take to get onto the highway, and there's these cinder block dividers. And after Cal was elected, um, someone decided to go and spray paint the highway dividers, and they wrote all over them saying uh, Cal adulterer um, and uh, Trump is president. And I was like, I don't – those two statements are ridiculous. I just can't bring myself to put myself in your brain. Like. Cow adulterer. Yeah. Trump abuses uh, financing, campaign financing to hush porn star he had an affair with when his wife had just had given birth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying no, it's okay for Cal to have done what he, he did. I'm just saying. No. And, and certainly so, we don't know the inner workings of Cal's relationship. I mean, they, they, they could have a, a poly relationship, but guess what? I don't think so. so <laughs> I don't think he does, but I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the Clintons did. I'm I'm pretty sure. And, and that yes, was, I we, we had no, we had no yes. right. And, and either, either way, we have no right to, to, to try to, you know, because Cal's from where I live, I know his family. Right. I know his mom. I know his dad. I know his mother-in-law, and you know he's he's from here, and right. it's it's a human thing when you know the people. Oh my God! Yeah. But right now, um, but that's the thing with with us when with you know again I'm not saying you guys are Democrats. I'm saying that that I that I'm that's who I'm working with. Um, and we throw people under the bus. The, the other side right. is supposed to be so holier than now and so godly. But Burr, Leffler, Purdue made tons of money. Leffler and Purdue, who were who were the people running for Senate that that got beaten. Right. But body bags, instead of trying to, to save people from the coronavirus and, and put things in, in, in place to help protect people and, and to, mm-hmm. to help, you know, say wear masks and stay home and all, they bought body bags. <laughs> they bought body bags. Yeah. Those are not the people I want to be associated with. I want to do yep. this. I want to tell you one of the stories of something that, that I did, you were talking about voice. You've talked about advocacy. Um, this is the, one of the stories from, um, from the, the project that I was working on. One of our volunteers who was out knocking on doors for ballot curing said, um, she cured a man, uh, cured a ballot for a man who had advanced Parkinson's in home hospice. Right. His wife was so grateful right. for us because she thought he had to go to the county to cure his ballot and didn't know how she could leave the house. 
Um, they were in a right. very red Cherokee County. She just texted me to let him know he passed away and wanted to include, I want to thank you for making his voice count. It'll mean a lot to both of us. Take care oh. and stay safe. I know, right? Oh. Tammy, see? And there was the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> There's That's so many beautiful. stories like that, that of every day, the one we, every shift that we did, that we had stories. One of the guys that um, we would do a brief, debrief where people would tell stories of, of people who they helped that day. There's this one right. woman who lost her leg and three fingers and her signature, they do signature matching in, in Georgia and her signature didn't match anymore. And all of a sudden, everybody on that shift became invested to call her the next day to make sure she got to the polls because she couldn't, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and her, please right. call Angela tomorrow. Here's her number. Um, right. One of one of the guys sat. He told us a story of. Um, he says, "I don't think I ever. I would never have done anything like this ever before. And I'm. I helped a guy out." who I'm pretty sure was illiterate because whenever he would ask mm-hmm. the guy to read something, the gentleman would spell the words out because he couldn't read it. Yeah. And yeah. so this, this guy is on the phone with him, helping him cure his ballot by one letter at a time, literally. And going, mm. you know, using a smartphone and, and, you know, showing him how to do his, his, his thing to send it in. And, you know the the amount of patience and but the guy really wanted to have it done and these are voices that that this is why you talked about my magic this is my magic to make sure that people have the voice this is yes yes is what drives me and i feel like i feel like my magic is to to be the poster child for using your voice, you know, because I've only been this tall or smaller, but my voice is unmistakable. And the spiritual, you know, math that people do when they're like, listen, she's little, and has had a hell lot of life experiences, and all of her offspring are wee little hobbits, but yet we'll be damned if we're silenced. And so people are like, well, look, you know, how I feel is valid. What I see is true, and my voice, represent the microcosm of truth that is intrinsic to me as a sovereign being. And the population of me is all of the different things I know and feelings I have. And I have to represent that population. And so if I don't speak up, then none of me is heard. And what I have always talked about, like in the shop or when I was 
teaching classes or doing public speaking engagements. And now, because of Bradwick's magic, I'm on air. You know, so it's like I've got this <laughs> podcast. And, and what I hope is happening is that pagans and witches who hear us are realizing, you know what? I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to be courageous and say the things that are hard for me to say or just quietly vote and then demand that your voice be heard. I mean, I was even one of the people whose uh, registrations to vote in the state of North Carolina, I was purged. <laughs> it says this voter does not exist. I'm like, bitch, what? Because yeah. I vote like I'm paid to do it. So oh, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. But the <laughs> the point the point is, even after I learned I was not registered, I re-registered and requested my application, got my application, filled it out. I didn't get a special sticker or a pen like my housemate did, but that's fine um, anyway. But, yeah, and and voices well, were heard that have never been heard. Don't, don't, don't tune me out when I start telling you, when I start doing, this is, I'm sure I turn off so many of my friends when I start telling them, okay, look, you've got this much time before to check your registration. Oh, I'm registered. Uh, no, check your registration. It's really easy. Look like, on this website. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. early voting. You've got two weeks to early vote, three weeks to early vote. Show up. One of the great things about North Carolina, because we, we all three live in North Carolina, one of the great things about North Carolina's early voting is called one-stop early vote, where you can show up and register or fix your registration and vote. So we give, there's all these chances out there that, that they're trying to take away from people. They're trying to make it harder, but we've got to, you, you can't, basically we could have lived in a world where our vote was literally, literally taken away on January 6th because that's what yeah. they were going for. They were trying yeah. to take away the box with the votes. They would have been taken from us. Yeah, the votes, our voices would have been burned, mm-hmm. and a, you know, the voices that we elected to represent us could have been assassinated, and yeah. a dictator installed that's not interested in hearing anyone's voice except his own ad nauseum. <laughs> And that was that has stopped. With an emphasis but on nausea. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have a big event. I mean, this is Friday night. It's the 15th. We have the eyes of January. Well, my anxiety and the input I'm getting from the everything um, is tense and fraught. And I don't know if you guys are 
picking it up, but I sure as hell am. Um, This weekend is important because, you know, I'm I'm listening to all of the different ways that information gets to me um, and my consciousness. And I'm thinking, okay, he's telling, and by him I mean spam face, is telling people to, um, you know, come come into Washington, D.C. over the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Like, he's organizing a Lollapalooza. And then he's talking about on Inauguration Day, he's throwing, throwing a huge going-away party, air quotes, that might include, you know, masses of people in 21-gun salutes. Now, if that's not Trump code for I am collecting my ignorant army over the 17th, 18th, and 19th, and then on Inauguration Day, I'm going to let loose my crackpot army of, you know, non-critical thinkers onto the inauguration. Here's the thing, though. He's going to do it, and this goes back full circle with with my my story. I was born on Andrews, which is now called Joint Base Andrews, and it is an Air Force base, and it is highly – it's going to be very – difficult for them to do much of anything on a military installation. And if they do, there you go. As much as the Capitol insurrection was an act of war, doing something on a military installation, even more so. Yeah. So I doubt he'll do anything. What I'm getting is, is, is Mitchie has, has him by the short hairs because Mitchie's like, look, you've got this, impeachment looming over your head and I can call people back and we can vote on you to get you out of here. We have the votes to get you out of here, but I can, I can let this languish till you're out of office. So you can make a quick exit out of here. But if you screw up, but everyone keeps on acting as if the guy's rational. Oh no, not me. I wouldn't know rational if it slapped me in the brainstem. But here's here's what I know about these two over arrogant, power hungry, freak, heteronormative, white male pieces of shit. Um they think they've got this all covered, all figured out, they're being all covert like idiots. The world extends beyond you. There are people smarter than you, we know you don't believe that, who are watching everything you are saying and publishing. So guess what? We knew about the 17, 18th, and 19. Guess what? You know, the FBI right now and Secret Service is embedding people into this little going-away party he's got planned for the 20th. I mean, the jig's up, you moron. Yeah. You know? Yep. And 
he's like, well, well, I'm organizing idiots across the country in each state capital, and it's like, stop it. <laughs> what kind of what? What kind of going away party are you even going to have? I'm pretty sure the CDC guidelines for the state tell you can only have so many people. Someone just call his neighbor should just call the cops and tell him <laughs> this guy has got too many kids. He's got too many guys at his house. There's too many people that right. he doesn't live with at his house. Right. <laughs> God. I wouldn't doubt if he gets on that plane and leaves leaves the United States airspace. I, I wouldn't, I mean, he's not going to, he's probably, he might try. He won't have, it's only going to be Air Force One until, until Biden's sworn in. And then it'll, it'll have a different name, the plane that he's on. Any plane that he's on is Air Force One until Biden in, uh, in power. Um, And I'm just hoping that Biden, Biden's, I'm hoping Biden will be a good healer. For us, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping Kamala doesn't look like she's going to take shit. So, well, she's not Mama Kamala. Yes, Mama. Mama. Um, what I feel about Joe Biden is that he he I think he is going to be a good healer. And the reason why I believe that is not because he's got it all figured out. And it's also not because he has put women of color in place to police him. I think it's because he is a good listener. And if he has seven women of color plus you know, all these other folks that is yet unnamed, say to him, listen, do you realize that what you're talking about codifying perpetuates and reinforces the damaging structure that denies access to these resources for people of color? He will hear it. And I I think we saw that when Kamala tore his ass off the frame about busing and desegregation. Busing? You, you could see I was saying that she's the same age as me. We're the same age and I lived in Southern yeah. California when that was happening too. But um, but you but you he's if he's open to the voices that have been omitted, then he will grow. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you one voice that he brings I'm going to give you my feelings of what he's going to do okay well first of all I feel ashamed because I was like where's the disabled person then I remembered that he had that he stutters so and he's overcome that not that I'm being ableist on on that it's it's just you have to be able to uh, communicate Um, so the fact that he struggles with his communication and you can see that's where his pauses are. It's not because of dementia or anything. It's because he's, he's a stutterer and there you go. There's your disabled person as POTUS. What Biden can bring to the table 
is the reason that there are so many of these white patriarchal white men who are so upset is because they feel right. that by giving um, minorities, women, people of color, more of the chunk of the pie that there's less for them. Right. But what Biden can bring back, because he is a son of the union, he is a son of that middle class when it was strong. And he can hopefully right. bring back the actual things that made it, that made, you know, he can harken back to, look, we had this striving, thriving um, middle class at one point, And it wasn't because we lynched people. It wasn't because we hated people or put babies in cages. It's because we looked right. out for each other. It's because we fought right. for what we deserve. And that's one thing that that I feel that Biden can hopefully, if we can get some of these people to listen, but unfortunately there's too many, the difference between pagans and a lot of, uh, a lot of other Americans and these cultists is the cultists want somebody else to think for them. And we pride ourselves with thinking for ourselves, but we have to realize that we have to sometimes make decisions that are based on, you know, a greater good, a greater, a bigger picture than just be selfish on what we, you know, being so individualistic is good, but to a certain point right. you have to, to, um, to vote into to the community. And I think that yeah. one of the things that's that where we're at now with the incantation nation um, with, one of the things that I spoke about with the with the vote protection people is I said I found my tribe and everybody glommed onto that. We're looking for our tribes, but we want right. to be independent. I want to say right. something real quick before we run out of time that I was openly pagan, and not in your face or obnoxious, but I was openly pagan with all the work that I was doing with this group of people. So I was representing us. I don't know if there are any other pagans in the group, but I did not mention of it occasionally whenever it was. So I represented us. And I think more people need to do that. I would agree. I would agree. Um, And we're going to have our own come out, come out wherever you are. um, Revolution uh, beyond beating Sephora to death with their capitalistic commodification of our spirituality. Um, But that's another story for another time. But Bradwick, seeing as you are the youngest, and I don't mean chronologically, I mean in terms of your practice of the craft, I'm going to let you have the last word before you take us out. I want to play a song. I can we do that? Eagerness. Well, we can do that on the on the way out. So when we put us to bed, Pammy, you can put us to bed. But I, I want Bradwick's youthful new pagan vibe um, to make the closing statement because I would love to to hear his voice on the way out. So say words, Bradwick. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, this, this, well, this has caught me off guard. I wish I had something clever to say. Uh, um, 
I'm I'm gonna Wait. I'm gonna pull it back to something you said earlier that I I jotted down and it stuck with me. You said okay. population of me. Yeah. And and that kind of threw up a light bulb for me because Ooh. yeah, like we've got all we've got all of, all of us. We have all of these things happening right now. The inauguration's coming up. We've got reports of protests that are, are maybe going to happen. We'll see if they follow through. But if, paying attention, if all we can do singularly in our day to day life, going to going to work, going to the store singularly, if all we can do a moment of chaos, hearkening back to our last episode, is pay attention to the population of me. Right. And to check and make sure that the actions that you're about to take or the actions that you are not taking line up with your population's morals, wants, and and, and principles and and your muchness. So... I think I think I hit it there. I think that was that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That was perfect, and I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. So yeah, it's a voice that everyone should hear, and the only person who hears it first is you. So you have to share it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You heard it, listeners. <laughs> While you're out there, pay attention yeah, well, to yourselves. Yeah. Make sure you're, make sure you're, you know, taking the actions that should be taken, and make note of the actions yeah. that you're not taking, but maybe yeah. should be. Yeah. And inventory. Um, the. What, Pimmy? I was going to say, go ahead and 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 find the gods and goddesses and heroes and and people who speak to you who've gone through um, through these struggles or or you know whether it's a hero who's gone through these struggles or whether it's a god or goddess that resonates with you. Find those and and you know get edification and and power from that as well. Um, We've been here before. We have. And we'll, you may not we'll feel be here again. again. We we'll, be, we'll be here did again. Did you see? Uh, Pam, we're getting off. The end of the you, show is happening. <laughs> <laughs> did you, well, did you see Conan? Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger do his YouTube thing? And he brought out Conan's sword. And I was like, ah, oh, Conan. Yes. <laughs> you didn't see that? You're going to have to see it. Yes, I did. Pulled it up on YouTube. It's definitely out there. And he definitely talked about um, consequence and regret. But we're going to. He said, America will be back. Take my hand. Yes, we will will be back. But Bradwick's sentiment is correct. Take an inventory of yourself as a population of one. Um, because you are the only one who can represent your interests. And this is incantation nation, and we need to raise our voices. 
so that others can hear them. So with that, Pammy, what is the bet? We won't wait any longer. We are stronger. trusted no man's promise we have kept to just ourselves we have suffered from the lies in all the books upon your shelves and our patience and endurance through the burning times and now have given us the strength to keep our raised away the heather and have raised the sacred grove. You have driven native peoples from the places that they love. Though your greed has been unbounded, you have felt the pangs of shame every time you trod upon the mother's name. We won't wait any longer. We are stronger. Come to take the sacred cause, run of rebirth, and fulfill. 